Hey friends, Rich here from Unseminary. Our podcast today is brought to us by our good friends at CDF Capital. See, your church matters, and so do you. Before Christ ascended to heaven, he commissioned his people to be the conduits of transformation, to share his good news in their homes, in their communities, and to the nations. He established the church as the catalyst for growth and discipleship, and he called you to serve those ends. Your church and your service to it are an incredibly important part of God's story of redemption and transformed lives. It is a necessary part of God's redemptive plan for humanity, his plan A for humanity, and with God there is no plan B. You see, since 1953, CDF Capital has helped church leaders and individuals bring light to the world through stewardship of their capital. But they're so much more than a lender, they are a ministry. However, unlike traditional financial institutions, they do so much more. As a ministry, they win when your objectives line up with their objectives and the kingdom grows. But that's not just through a lending transaction. You see, CDF Capital builds relationships with like-minded church leaders to maximize the capital of their churches and for their churches. Together, when we all partner with the Lord to bring spiritual leadership and financial capital to the church, the results, well, frankly, they're transformational. Join us in this journey of transformation and contact cdf.capital today to learn more about their loan and investment properties. Again, that's cdf.capital today. Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Hey friends, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in today. Man, super honored that you would tune in. We have got a great conversation today uh, with a new friend, Todd Elliott. He was recommended to us by our friend Brittany Grimmel from uh, Out West. Todd is a writer, speaker, and technical artist in the local church and the founder of an organization called Philo, First In and Last Out. And they really are built around this idea of supporting technical artists who serve the local church. And they do all kinds of things around skill development, community inspiration. They have a great conference, a book. I want you to uh, get to know Todd, get to know Philo. Uh, Welcome. So glad you're here today, Todd. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Well, this will be good. I know, you know, the name of our podcast is Unseminary Stuff. They didn't teach or you wish they taught in seminary. Uh, You know, and there's nothing like the technical side that is this fits this category perfectly. Uh, So tell us a little bit about your background, you know, bring us up to speed. Tell us about Philo. Yeah. Give us this full, the full story. Yeah. So my, uh, my story starts like a lot of uh, people doing technology in the local church. I was in high school. I uh, had a friend who was sitting behind the soundboard uh, and he didn't show up one day and I got kind of sucked into, (laughs) okay, uh, how do we do this? So, I mean, and I would say this is dating me a little bit, uh, you know, back in those days, it was one microphone and a cassette recorder, you know, so yes. that was all I had to deal with. Uh, but uh, just through that experience, I grew as the church grew. I learned new stuff. I, um, and so, yeah, the next day it was, there was a guitar and then there was some drums mm. and, you know, it just mm-hmm. kind of added as, as the church grew, my skills kind of grew with it. And I thought I would love to do this uh, mm. for a living, but I had no concept of people doing that. 
So just right. volunteering like crazy, um, helped start a church um, in uh, in Michigan. And then when I graduated from college, I started working there uh, doing everything. Ooh. I mean, it was, you know, uh, <laughs> like most people do in a church startup. It was like I had like 10 jobs and loved every second of it. Uh, but as time went on, uh, realizing like uh, started hiring production staff mm. people and then, yeah, just sort of leading a group of, uh, you know, volunteer team and a staff team. And really the story of Philo uh, comes out of this time because for me, I'm like, I, I'm an audio engineer. I have no idea mm. what I'm doing, leading people, leading teams. Sure. I don't know how to do it. Um, and I just felt like who else is doing this? that I could mm, talk to. Right. And at that time there really weren't too many places. Uh, but I reached out, uh, I called information. This tells you how long ago it was. I called information on the phone and mm -hmm. at like Saddleback, uh, give me the number yes. to Saddleback. Uh, who's there who can talk to me? Um, yes. Willow Creek, all these big churches and yes. yeah, people would respond <laughs> and, um, yeah, got to talk to all these people and realize that my challenges weren't unique they were challenges that everybody was having. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, how, well, what do I do about the, the youth pastors asking for too much technology? Um, right. you know, Willow Creek's like, well, we haven't cracked that code either. So when you've solved it, <laughs> call us back, you know, let us know. <laughs> so, yeah. So there was a lot of that, which, uh, you know, really helped me feel like, oh, geez, I'm not alone. These, these problems mm. aren't unique and there are other people dealing with them. And, you know, I bet there are other people around me in the, I was in the Detroit area at the time people in this area that are, that maybe be struggling also. So I just, again, uh, dating myself, I put, I, I sent out a postcard, uh, Love to, it. I don't know, hundreds of churches, you know, in a radius around where we yep. were and Hey, well, we're going to have this thing Thursday night, this date, just come, we'll share ideas. It'll be mm -hmm. a time to hang out. And 250 people came Wow! and they Amazing. were all just staring at me like, tell us what you're doing. And I'm like, wait a you're second. You're the leader. No. You sent yeah. us the postcard. Yeah, that's right. I'm like, I want to know from you guys, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't have all the answers. Love it. Um, yeah, but it really, it. that was the beginning of me realizing that all the things I was feeling as a tech person in the local church, feeling misunderstood, alone, um, you know, overworked, underappreciated, whatever that list was, there's a lot of other people that are feeling the same thing. And so I need to be about doing this for people. Mm, um, so you know, good. it's one of those, like you see a problem and wonder why mm. isn't somebody doing something about it? Well, that's probably a sign you should be doing something about it. And so, yes. yeah, just kept gathering people um, in the Detroit area together. Mm -hmm. This time with a little more expectation, like, okay, they're coming to learn something. So we're going to give them something <laughs> instead of just uh, me not being prepared. Um, yeah. And then uh, I ended up... Uh, going to work at Willow Creek Church uh, on the mm -hmm. production team uh, for about mm -hmm. 10 years, uh, leading that team for part of that time and mm -hmm. having an amazing experience. Um, all the time doing, you know, Willow Creek was doing conferences and that sort of thing. And so that yep. was part of my jam, like, okay, I'm into this. And then uh, when that sort of ended, uh, kept trying to figure out how do we keep resourcing tech right. people? They still need yep. it just because yep. Willow Creek's not doing it anymore. Um, yep. And so when I ended up leaving uh, my time at Willow Creek uh, in 2014, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do with my life, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. but I thought this probably there's something here that I need to right. keep doing. 
And yeah. so uh, this is probably turning into a longer story than we planned, no, but it's wonderful. It's good. realizing that, um, okay, uh, gathering tech people together, helping them feel understood and being in community mm-hmm. with each other is kind of how God has wired me. I'm going to go down this road and see what happens. Um, and if it, if it falls on its face, then yeah, I'll stop doing it. But if it keeps mm-hmm. going, let's keep mm-hmm. going with it. And so that mm-hmm. was nine years ago. Um, did our first file so in 2015 and yeah, just learning as we went mm-hmm. and, um, yeah, just really seeing God move in great ways, just in people's lives to become for us. The important part is helping people become more effective not just as tech people, because that I mean they they do need to become more effective as tech people, but just as people. Yes. Um, to, yes. To reconnect with you're not you're more than just a tech person. You're a Christ follower mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a church yep. member and a yep. part of the body of Christ. And you happen to do technology stuff too. So um yeah, I love it. trying trying to reconnect them with the fact that uh you have a relationship with Jesus that matters more than your relationship to gear. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Well, there's a ton to unpack there. I love the magic uh, skill of calling people and like, hey, I, you know, do you have, you know, and this is very, this is very similar to my own story. Like I, in fact, our story intersects a little bit around Willow. I was in early 2000s. I literally did the old 411 call yeah. and, I, and I, to find Willow Creek's number and I called the front desk at Willow and I said, love it. Yeah. Our church is like, doing something we didn't know it was called multi-site at the time yeah. i know that you guys are doing something similar who do i talk to there and the person on reception is like i think there's this guy jim and jim, yeah. jim tomberlin who um has become one of my best friends we spent a lot of time done a lot of ministry together but it literally came out of just calling the front desk and saying yeah. hey yeah <laughs> uh and and here we are in you know this podcast came very much out of that we're 800 episodes in and it really is very similar Amazing. i just love talking to church leaders and love, you know, learning from, and, and, you know, so many people are so generous with their, with their time. Well, let's talk about kind of, let's talk about conceptually start to start. And then I do want to get really practical leverage, sure. particularly for executive pastors, senior pastors who are listening in some advice from your seat, you know, at dealing with the tech people and the technology yeah. in our, in yeah. our world. But, but man, there's a time I, you know, I've made this joke lots with my own people. We dance with technology. Like we, there was a t- I can remember back to those days where we like it didn't seem like our ministries were so intertwined with technology but but it is now talk sure. to us a little bit about that what what's going on there you know we are it's at the core of what we do video audio video lighting um talk us about talk to us about that tension a little bit yeah i mean i think the yeah you're right in that we we can't escape it we we live in a in a technology based society and so mm-hmm. much of what our churches are about revolves around technology, whether it's social mm-hmm. media or our services streamed online, our services in person, uh, mm-hmm. message graphics. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just there's uh, TVs in the lobby with the right information on them. I mean, there's mm-hmm. you can't escape it. And so mm-hmm. the reality is that um, uh, I guess there's two parts of it. We need it. We desperately mm-hmm. need it. On the other hand, I feel like we don't necessarily know how much we want to use it or how much it mm. we want it to influence all of our decisions. Right. I guess from a production person standpoint, 
the I want to go for it. I want to go all out. I want all the bells and whistles. I want all the haze. I, you know, yes. Uh, if you let me loose, I will do all the things. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, there's something really great about that. That you know that mm-hmm. there are people out there that want to like let's push this envelope. I mm-hmm. think a lot of times, and I've had seasons in my own life as a tech person that without a whole lot of direction, I could become the biggest thing going at my church. Mm, Sure. And so, you know, like the, uh, there was one Christmas service that I remember I went to like a party after one of the services with Mm -hmm. just like regular people who were attending Mm -hmm. service. Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, the lighting was amazing. That was everybody's Mm, response to the service. Okay. (laughs) If you notice Uh the lighting being amazing, we probably overdid it. Um, Yes. Because the goal is all these things, uh, all this technology is the purpose is to advance the mission of the church. And to to create a like a, um, a transparent layer between the message and and the people in the seats, and mm-hmm. I think so often I think we see what other churches are doing online. We you know look at their Instagram feeds. We see all this cool stuff. And we feel like we got to be doing that too, when it's maybe not exactly right for our church. And mm-hmm. I think it's <clears throat> good. Uh, I would say the one of the tensions that exists then for like an executive pastor or a senior pastor, you're looking at the technology stuff. You don't totally understand it. Right. You don't totally get the person who's running it. You know, they're just like, they're so different than you. <laughs> sure. And so part of what uh, I've experienced in my own life is that then there's a little bit of abdicating of leadership by that person to say, because I don't understand this and I don't understand you, I'm just going to, I don't feel like I I don't know what to say here. But the reality is without direction, like I said, uh, we're going to blow this thing up bigger than it needs to or should be uh, because that's what we see other people doing. And so my encouragement to senior leaders is like, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that it it uh, doesn't still require your your direction and leadership and vision. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I, let's stay there for a little minute. I'm sure, sure I want to leverage your expertise. You talk to a lot of technical leaders, a lot of senior leaders across the country, and I'm sure there's some repeated conversations that maybe a tech director is having with you where they're like, you know, help me with my executive pastor or help me with my, <laughs> and they in, they insert a common conversation that when they say it to you, you don't like roll your eyes because you're a good, caring Christian, but you've heard it <laughs> so many times. Yeah. What yep. is that conversation that they're having behind our back and how can we help them? Uh, not in a, not in a negative way, but you know, how can we yeah, help? No, no. Oh yeah, uh, that discussion. Yeah, I mean it's so interesting. Uh, the, there's probably a million things that are going on. Um, mm-hmm. I would say from the executive pastor, senior pastor side, I hear a lot like, "God, it's so expensive," and they're, they yes. all they want to do is spend money. Yeah, um, and I would say uh, on the production person side, uh, they don't really understand what it takes to do what they're asking. And, um, Oh, that's good. You know, they, um, frankly, the, one of the challenges that we experience as tech people is that if the goal is to be transparent and invisible when things are going well, uh, nobody really notices that we're doing excellent work, right? They only notice when things are going poorly. And so the only time I'm having a senior leader conversation is, 
how could you let that happen? Or mm. uh, what are you doing wrong? Or like, mm. how did you screw this up? You know that. And so those things combined, uh, you know, make for a very kind of the tech person not feeling trusted, uh, mm -hmm. the leadership not really trusting them. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's also probably a language barrier there. You know, the language right. that a tech person speaks is different from a senior leader. Um, yep. And so all those things combined makes for lots of misunderstanding about well, what mm -hmm. it takes to do what we're asking. Um, and um, yeah, just that, that thing, the, there's a lot going right that nobody even yes. notices. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. You know, I, I can see that temptation of, and I've seen this, you know, in, in just even conversations, you know, you, you, you mentioned the Instagram thing. It's like a senior leader, they look at a, they look at a 30 second clip from a church's last year's Easter celebration right. yeah. and they walk in, you know, four weeks before Easter and they say to their tech team, let's do this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's crazy, right? It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. You know, the, any, anything that's got that kind of traction, you know, churches have been working on for months, you know, maybe half a year kind of thing to pull off. They don't do it last minute. Um, help, help us unpack that a little bit. You know, how, what are some questions I should be asking as a leader? Um, you know, in, in that, if I see something that I'd love for us to replicate, how can I engage with my people well on that? Yeah. I mean, I think the, one of the things that I really struggled with in my earlier years was just the, the idea of, um, uh, people are asking for stuff and they, there's, it's not open to discussion. You know, we just need to do it. Um, and really the, um, I don't know that anybody was presenting it that way, but just in, in the time since if a senior leader said, Hey, I saw this online and I'm interested in, you know, could we do mm -hmm. this for Easter? Let's talk about it. Um, right. and creating a safe place for, me to kind of shoot holes in it or bring, bring up some of my concerns instead mm -hmm. of it feeling like we're doing this, figure it out. Um, right. And so, yeah, the, I think, uh, I'm in some conversations with a church right now and you know, the pastor's really struggling with, I want to be able to do more last minute changes. Mm. Uh, I'm like, yeah, okay. I could totally, I totally get that. But you have, you know, 10 plus campuses of varying mm. degrees of, you know, people who know what they're doing and people who don't on the technology mm -hmm. side it makes for a very difficult, uh, you know, time to just do last minute changes. If, you know, at, at campus X, you have a volunteer who, you know, they're an accountant during the day and, you know, just happen to be doing sound, you know, mm -hmm. on the weekend, they don't, the last minute change doesn't really work for them. So, um, mm -hmm. anyway, just the, the idea of let's have a conversation about it and, I would, uh, I don't know how many tech people listen to this, uh, podcast, but the, the thing I'm usually encouraging them is, uh, don't, uh, don't come at this defensively, but just open-handedly right. ask questions yeah. and be realistic about if we did it, this is what it would mean, or it would mean this. And to, to be willing to share the responsibility of pulling it off with the person asking. Um, mm -hmm. and so even for a senior leader to say, Hey, I'm not asking you to solve this by yourself, but let's talk about what it would actually take to do this. Um, mm -hmm. instead of just coming out and say, we're doing this and figure it out. Yeah, that's good. I, I feel like this is as an executive pastor, this has been one of those areas where, um, as I, I can really help particularly mitigate between the various departments, whether it's 
maybe my lead pastor who's got some great idea or the creative folks, the worship folks, and they're trying to work with the technical people. And, you know, even I found just calling out the tension. Hey, that's a good example. There are content people, maybe a, a lead pastor, teaching pastor, who they want maximum flexibility. They they want to, because they're responding to what the Spirit's saying, and they're like, they want to they want to be able to change things and and if you let them they would love to be able to change it right up until you know the moments before the service right. um while on the opposite end there's the people that actually have to pull this <laughs> stuff off and yeah. they would love like 6 months notice and right. they, they want to lock like, it down yeah <laughs> let's lock this thing down yeah. and neither of those are going to happen we've got to find some sort of tension in the middle right. Yeah, and, yeah. and, um, and I, you know, I find particularly it's like being an executive pastor can be like a, it's like air traffic control in the midst of that. Hey, let's try to For find sure. where we can take, you know, take it, you know, one step forward, one step back on both sides of the the yeah. dialogue. Um, it's interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah. And I would say too, the, the, um, so the tension that I always felt as a tech person is that it needs to be perfect. It needs to, I need to execute this without distraction. And so if you're asking me to do something that I don't think I can do without distraction, my immediate response is no, we, you know, we can't do it. And so what I really appreciated for my senior leaders was the, the, um, so sort of the permission to fail, like, Hey, mm. if I, if I spell out, um, here's three options and I think option A is the best one option C feels like more what you want to do, but I don't have confidence that we can actually get it done. Mm-hmm. And let's say the senior leader says, let's do C that the senior leader then says, Hey, if it doesn't go well, I'll, I'll take the heat. I will yes. take responsibility. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, instead of you, like I, I I'm seeing that, you know, this is not going to be your problem. And I think even that little exchange is such a trust builder for the, for the production person to see, Hey, somebody's willing to go to bat for me, even, you know, even though I'm saying, I don't think this will work. Um, and I think uh, maybe on the flip side, let's say they choose option C and it actually works. You know, mm. the, you know, the tech person mm-hmm. said, hey, I don't mm-hmm. think it'll work, but it does. I think there's a follow-up conversation for the senior leader to engage in with the production person. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's talk about why did it go well and right. why did you oh, think it good. wouldn't, you know, just so we can kind of, instead right. of it being yeah. a trust, uh, you know, diminisher that, uh, but there's a, there's still a chance to, to build trust in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, even though what the production person said would happen didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's so yeah. good. Love it. So I love that you, you know, named your community and events Philo first in last out. I, yeah. I think that's great. And, and that is, you know, that's my experience with these folks. You know, these are the people who are, you know, it's dark in the morning when they're opening <laughs> yeah. the door and everybody's gone, uh, at the end of the day when they've packed up. Talk, kind of sticking with that idea, talk to us from a pastoral point of view around how can we care for these folks? How can we, what are some other tips we could do, some other ways that we could engage that will kind of care for some of their unique concerns, some of their unique, sure. maybe even personalities? You know, you, you've you said it there. It's, it's, it's <laughs> almost like this funny stereotype that like these groups of people have a hard time interacting with each other. Talk to yeah. us at a, you know, at a pastoral level, how can we help? Sure. Yeah, I think that there's um, there's a couple things, and one I've kind of alluded to a little bit. Like we usually only are getting t- spoken to when things are going poorly. So the the um, the exercise of looking for something going well is something that I noticed, even as a tech person, 
changed my perspective of what, you know, being a part of a service, I'm looking for good things so that I can communicate good things. Um, instead of, I think so many of us are geared towards how can we make this better? Okay. This didn't Mm. work. This didn't work. Let's fix this. And they're not bad Mm -hmm. things, but it creates this culture of, we're only talking about the things that didn't work instead of, uh, saying, Hey, I, I know that you spent a little extra on this and it worked and it was amazing. I think mm. goes a, a long, long way. And mm. I, it's interesting that I feel a little bit of attention even as I'm answering the question, because part of it is the senior pastor or the executive pastor don't fully understand what's involved. And I don't know that they ever should, you know, it's not, it's not right, like, right. It's not uh, their you know, they're not either. wired that way. And you know, the, the production team, that's what they're there for. That's how God's wired them. And so sometimes, you know, like, uh, just, uh, I was going to say flippant, maybe that's not the right thing, but just a casual, mm. Hey, great job. You know, the, the tech person's mm. like, you have no idea. <laughs> you know, that that's how yes. they, re- that's how they're yes. receiving it a little bit. Like versus, uh, being very specific about, Hey, I, I noticed something and I wanted to tell you about it. Um, mm. yeah, is, is, uh, so important. Now, part of it is the, you know, the, the role of a production person is to be first in and last out. There is no getting around mm. the reality that mm. you got to show up, you got to prepare, you got to execute, and then you got to put it all away. That's how it is. And so we're not, even necessarily trying to minimize that we're not trying to Mm -hmm. make that go away. That's just the way Mm -hmm. it is. But, um, Mm -hmm. I think for me, when I look back at kind of interactions with senior leaders and the ones that really mattered, yeah, they were specific and even, uh, something as simple as, and I, I'm not sure that maybe this would be harder to do than, than I'm imagining, but there was a point for me where I, I realized the senior pastor is spending hours preparing mm. a message and I don't have to, mm. I don't have anything to do with that. I don't have to right. be there. Yeah. I don't have to be there. You know, he's working all Saturday to get ready for Sunday. I don't, mm. I never see that. And so mm-hmm. there's an unseen component to everybody's role. Yeah, um, that's good. It's not just me as a tech person. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But if nobody's, if nobody's uh, calling it out or mentioning it, then I, I just feel alone. Mm-hmm. Um, do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, totally. Totally. Cause the, Good. cause the pastor just kind of waltzes in at the last minute and hey, here's yes. my last minute changes to the slides, yes. um, and, you know, yeah, or whatever. It feels change. very much like that. Like you. <laughs> yeah. I've been here yeah. all day and you're coming in, you know, you're just waltzing right. in at the last minute. Well, no, they've, yeah. they've been busy and I haven't had anything to do with that either. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's a good, uh, found myself a lot of times trying to hero that uh, you know, lead pastors, teaching pastors who spend, do spend a lot of tremendous amount of time working on, you know, that whole message thing. And we don't see that. And I, you know, I've said many times, listen, none of us have to stand up there for 40 minutes every week and do that yeah. thing. Right. We're doing our piece, but like that comes with a unique pressure that none of us have, right? Uh, right. which is amazing. So yeah. yeah and I think for, for me on the production person side, uh, we've really encouraged people to say, when's the last time you, you uh, said an encouraging word to your senior pastor? Mm, I think so many, oh, so many uh, tech people just kind of, uh, you get up there, you talk for 40 minutes. It's just what you do. Mm-hmm. It's a foregone conclusion. You know, it's easy for you. Uh, but I think, you know, most senior pastors or teaching pastors, you know, they don't get any positive feedback from their coworkers, you know, from the congregation maybe, but, um, yeah, to be able to say, Hey, 
I know you've been working hard and I've noticed and great message this weekend. Yeah, it goes a yeah. long way too. Dude, that's a great insight for tech leaders because there is that like you're in the trenches with this person week in, week out. You know, you might be the, the if you're an audio person backstage, you might be the person that hands them their mic, you know, hits, f- fixes their lapel, you know, whatever that is. And even a yeah. quick like, man, that was great. Or here's something that impacted me. That goes a long way. Um, right. That's, you know, that's even good. how can I pray for you? this weekend. Oh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I was, yeah. uh, when I worked at Willow Creek, uh, I used to do a lot of work for the leadership summit that they do once a year. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so interacting with all kinds of speakers from all mm-hmm. walks of life and, you know, uh, I don't know, like, uh, levels of fame or whatever, you know, the, the, the audiences that they'd normally speak to. And I'm, I was always amazed at how even saying to one of them, Hey, is there a way I could pray for you? Or can I pray for you right now? Or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. knock them dead or great job, mm-hmm. all that, mm-hmm. you know, it meant so much to them. And I'm yeah. just like, you're That's like, true. you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're so big, uh, you know, in yes. our culture, it doesn't seem like you would need that, but yeah, everybody needs that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. Let's pivot in a, direct, a different direction. Uh, talk to me straight here. There seems to be some <laughs> aspects of this technology particularly it's like a bottomless pit of spending like and i've I've made this joke before (laughs) like how much do you want to spend on video stuff well how much do you have you can do something for 20 grand (laughs) 200 2 million 200 million you know you could build the sphere in las vegas if you wanted uh sure (laughs) help us think about that i know there's people in projects right now that are you know, and you talk to an AVL company and they're going to give you one idea. You talk to, you know, somebody like me, we're going to give a different idea. How do you think about that? How do you help churches think about that? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, it's a bottomless pit of money. I mean, just, there's Mm -hmm. no way around it. You could spend Mm -hmm. a lot, a lot of money on technology and it's different than, so I would say, you know, the most expensive thing around churches is facilities and, you know, Mm -hmm. HVAC, but that's Mm -hmm. very, you know, it's a thing that you can, yep you know, we need to cool this space. This is what it costs versus mm-hmm. technology. You're making choices on yep. uh, like, what, what do you want to be about? What do we want the, uh, our church to be about technology wise? And yeah, the, the range of, of spending is vast. And as a production mm-hmm. person, it's a lot of, it's a lot of money to me. You know, it feels like yes, yes. a ton of money, uh, let alone to someone who, you know, isn't in the middle of it every day. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say this, this kind of comes back to, the beginning of our conversation is that mm. even though you don't understand all the bells and whistles and the widgets and whatever people are asking for, mm-hmm. the senior leader's job is to define reality for what are we, what are we about? And then what's the best way to accomplish that? Um, mm. cause I think, um, yeah, the, uh, for example, when I was at Willow Creek, very complicated setup. Mm-hmm. by, by just by the very nature of the facility, like it, it's complicated, complicated means expensive. I mean, there's just mm-hmm. no way around it. And so, yeah, okay. There are varying degrees of how expensive can it be? Um, but y- there's no way around it. Um, for mm-hmm. a church that's smaller, if you're, if you're wanting to, um, uh, yeah, it, it costs less, it's less complicated, but it's still, mm-hmm. you have that range that you can talk to. I would say I would encourage uh, any senior leader, if you're in a building program or an upgrade process, ask to see or hear the differences. Um, mm-hmm. Any any integrator, any manufacturer, 
if you say, Hey, I, you know, I could spend 10,000 on a camera. I could spend $20,000 on a camera. I could spend a hundred thousand dollars on a camera. Show me, show me the difference so mm-hmm. that I can mm-hmm. make an informed decision instead of just taking somebody's word for it. Um, mm-hmm. cause I think, um, yeah, then if this, if from a senior leader says, okay, wow, that hundred thousand dollar camera really makes the difference. How are we going to, uh, right. justify that expense and raise that money, you know, that, mm-hmm. then it becomes a conversation about values, not about mm-hmm. what's the best thing out there or. Right. Um, and I think one of the challenges, uh, that we keep talking about is you see, you know, elevation church on social media and they're, you know, the things they're doing are amazing and we want to mm-hmm. do those at our church. Well, mm-hmm. gosh, I mean, they have, their systems are crazy, amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. slash expensive. Um, yes. <laughs> the other part of it is they have people there that know how to use them. Right. And a a yes. lot of the the systems, the production systems that are happening there are built around a knowledge base at that church. Right. And I think um, I was in a conversation with a, a church earlier this week and they're, they're growing and need to expand. And the equipment that we're starting to like recommend to them, I'm like, this is a very dangerous step because now it's more complex it requires staff of a certain and level. And you don't really yeah. have the people who, who know how to, okay, this yeah. is an IT problem. We got to dig, you know, deeper versus, you know, uh, when I was coming up, it's like an analog console. You plug the mic in with a mic cable and it works, you know, there, there's no like <laughs> hocus pocus going on there. Uh, but now, yeah. yeah, you can get so deep so fast. And if you don't have the people that, that understand how to get it done, you know, you're probably, uh, you're spending a lot of money for a lot of heart, uh, headaches later yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. That's fascinating. I know it's like with this, the switch from analog to digital boards, I know it was like, I feel like we've been for years, at least from my seat, it was sold on this idea. Like it makes everything so much easier. All you have to do is load up the yeah, last yeah. It's mix true, yeah. and it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. But, it really has not ended up like that, at least from yeah, my yeah. perspective. It's like, gosh, it's, it is, this a complex, it can be really complex yeah. or it can I mean, be simple, but. I think one know. of the burdens of proof uh, exists on the production person to talk about mm. what is this going to get us? And I yes. think, you know, uh, it's going to make everything simpler. It's going to solve all our problems. I, I think, yeah, you're just creating a lot more. It's going to solve some and create yes. a lot more. And right. um, again, I feel like, the purchases of production equipment need to be tied to some kind of church value mission thing Uh, because otherwise, yeah, it's just, it's going to be, you know, dealer's choice, whoever the production person is. Uh, And I, uh, you know, one of the other big challenges is in a lot of churches, the, the production person's a young guy with Mm, not a lot mm -hmm, of experience. mm -hmm. And so like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we need to spend 50 grand on a soundboard you know, it's easy for them to kind of throw around, um, mm. you know, when the, you know, the senior leaders are the ones having to figure out how to pay for it. Um, mm. It's just a lot of responsibility put on a, uh, you know, somebody who's 25 or something like that uh, mm. to expect them to really um, own it fully. Right. Um, right. And so, I mean, the, one of the big challenges is finding uh, like a production integrator that you trust. Um mm-hmm. Uh, for senior leaders to trust, uh, because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, that's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a mm-hmm. lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I love that even practical advice around, Hey, let's line up this gear, you know, and, and let's actually look at the the difference. And, you know, we did that in one of our buildings where, 
you know, our, we had an audio, uh, our audio tech was really pushing a certain set of speakers that were, you know, certain amount more. And I remember thinking like, I just don't know, but we did exactly that. The vendors brought the speakers in, we hung them in the exact room, you know, on this temporary scaffolding stuff. And I was like, oh yeah, I can hear that. (laughs) You know, like you, and I'm like, I get it. Right. And then, and then the questions you're right, it goes back to the values and okay, do we, you know, is that, is that, does it make a difference for the, you know, the community that we're trying to develop and all those kind of things? Yeah. Yeah, And I think too, there's a, I have a friend, uh, Marty O'Connor, who used to be the production director at Willow Creek way, way back Mm -hmm. in the, in the nineties. And, uh, he used to have this thing called the K factor. So his Mm. wife was, her name was K. Will K Mm. know the difference? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. Mike X, Mike Y, like Mm -hmm. once, twice the money. Can she hear the difference? She can hear the difference. We're going for the more expensive mic. Yes, Um, that's very good. That's very good. I think think from a production person's perspective, it's hard to hear that because, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, it's not all about gear, but I mean, you know, the latest and greatest is pretty cool. uh, Yeah. More expensive, (laughs) but not always necessary, you know? Yeah, Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, so uh, that that is a challenge. But yeah, the K factor was something that- That's a great, uh, I love that. That's a great shorthand. Yeah, super good shorthand. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate this, Todd. This has been so thankful. Tell us a little bit more about Philo. I know you guys do a conference. You've got a book. Like, kind of give us a sense. I think this would be a great resource for us as you know executive pastor types to lean in on. But man, you might win points by reaching out to your tech people and say, "Hey, have you heard of Philo?" And I want to send yeah. you to their conference. That you know that would be a great way to help on that relationship. But talk talk to us about Philo a little bit as we wrap up today's episode. Yes. So Philo, the the whole idea I said earlier is to help tech people become more effective with the yep. end goal of they're more effective as a human being, but they're, the church becomes more effective. If the, if the tech person is a more well-rounded individual and better at their skill and inspired to, you know, that what they do matters, the church mm-hmm. is going to benefit from that. So that's, that's our really, that's our big goal. Um, and mm-hmm. so, yeah, we do the conference May 7th and 8th this year uh, at Willow Creek, uh, South Barrington mm-hmm. is the location. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. do kind of uh, breakout classes, all different skill development uh, things, right. audio, video, leadership, uh, mm-hmm. you know, basics, advanced, uh, all kinds of stuff. And then we do uh, worship and a message, uh, mm-hmm. main sessions that the idea is just we're reconnecting with uh, who we are in Christ. And for right. most of these people, you know, when they're in a worship service, they're behind a console, they're uh, running graphics mm-hmm. at Philo. So they just sit and receive. Mm-hmm. They're just, uh, they're like a regular person and you don't have to worry <laughs> about anything. We'll take care of it all. Uh, sometimes it's hard for them to stop, uh, you know, caring because that's how yes. they wire, but like, <laughs> this is not your problem to solve. We, we got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Great. So that's a, a great resource and something that, you know, with COVID we've, we've done a lot of streaming of the event and that sort of thing, but mm-hmm. nothing compares to being with other people that are in the same boat as you are, who get you, mm-hmm. who understand, you know, a, a sea full of, uh, uh, you know, black shirts and beards and, you know, uh, some, uh, some females, but the, yeah, just like we're, we know we can laugh at the same jokes. Uh, we're here together, uh, such a useful, um, uh, thing. And I, I call it like summer camp for tech people, like bring your whole Love team, it. pile in a van, uh, share life outside of mm-hmm. Sunday morning rehearsals. Oh, um, and you know, uh, be together for dinners and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. late night hang in the hotel lobby and all that stuff uh, has been so we've seen so beneficial for teams. Um, the mm-hmm. other big thing for us, 
we do uh, something called cohorts. So it's small mm-hmm. groups for tech people. So we do these over Zoom. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a facilitator, 10 people and 10 people. And mm-hmm. we, we had people from all. I had one cohort. I had two people from Germany and one Love person it. from Hawaii in the Love same it. group. Uh, and even one of those weeks, the guy from Germany was on vacation in Turkey. So it was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. The time zone differences were crazy. But the thing that was so amazing is same challenges, right? Uh, different yeah. churches, portable, yeah. permanent Hawaii, Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, we, we all were uh, wrestling with the same things and it was so just a great place to feel understood and seen and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and then, great. uh, uh, we have a book called I love Jesus, but I hate Christmas. Um, <laughs> I love this. Uh, so great. tackling the challenges of being a technical, a church technical artist. So the mm-hmm. whole idea behind the book is just, you know, based on my own experience, uh, but mm-hmm. a, a way to facilitate discussion on teams to think, mm-hmm. what do we think about the difference between perfection and excellence mm-hmm. or, yeah, so um, good. you know, just how do we do community together? Uh, how do mm-hmm. we collaborate with the creative uh, team? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've noticed, but the production team and the worship team feel like two different groups. And right. yet God has you know, designed it in such a way that we have to work together. So okay, <laughs> yes. how do we do that the best way possible? So um, it has discussion questions in the back and um, of every chapter. And there's just like short, you know, 1500 word chapters, mm-hmm. real easy mm-hmm. to digest. But the ideas to facilitate discussion. Um, and I think so we'll have a, a sample, a couple chapters um, that we'll make available to your listeners uh, just so they can oh, check great. it out. Yeah. That's, that's sweet of you. We'll drop that in the, in the show notes, a link to that. We'd love cool. to uh, point people in that direction, but well, this has been great, Todd. I, I really appreciate you appreciate what you're doing. Love the, the work that you're doing uh, oh, to help you. so many people. And, and it's just, you know, it's just so fantastic. So we want to send people to philo.org to learn more. Is there anywhere else online we want to send them to kind of connect with you or with philo? Uh, yeah, I would say the, uh, if you're looking for social media stuff, uh, we're at philo community at both, uh, Instagram and Facebook is kind of where we have a lot of stuff going on. Love it. Thanks so much. Appreciate you being here today, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.